welcome everyone to the NBA podcast on RJ Bell Stream Preview. Early Friday evening here, getting everybody ready for the Saturday night schedule in the association. A light schedule on a Saturday night, only three games. But hey, we're going to go through every single game for you guys and uh, hopefully continue the winning ways here on the NBA podcast here. But joining me here to help me break everything down, I got my guy here with me at Sleepy J. Sleepy, what's going on, my man? How you doing? I'm doing good. Just hanging out here on Friday night, getting ready for some of these games. Go ahead, tip off. Like you said, light schedule tomorrow, only three games on the Saturday card. So we'll go ahead. We'll break those down. We'll give everybody as many picks as we possibly can. We've seen people on Twitter reaching out and like, where's the podcast? We're like, what podcast? We just did one. Do another (laughs) one. All right. So we'll, we'll do another one. Yeah, this is our, what, third pod this week, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Like we mentioned, we did the uh, Futures episode earlier this week, and then we had our uh, podcast on uh, Wednesday or Thursday, depending on when you got to it, for the Thursday games, and turned out to be another good day for us, Sleepy. Uh, We went 3-1 and overall on the board. Uh, You had the Raptors, and they won in convincing fashion against the Brooklyn Nets um not feeling so great about uh, our head-to-head meeting I know it's only one game but the Nets did not look good in that game uh the Raptors I mean just came out from the tip and absolutely just took care of business against the Brooklyn Nets um the final score in that game was 121-93 a 28-point victory for the Toronto Raptors uh, my pick fell a little bit short. I had the over in the Charlotte Hornets and the Utah Jazz game. Uh, Hornets did their part. You know, they uh, scored 115 themselves. Um, and I think that fourth quarter is what really did us in because the Utah Jazz only scored 17 points in that uh, fourth quarter uh, and and didn't uh, do their part of the um, help me at least get the over there. But, hey, our player prop best bet sleepy. 2-0, we gave out two this week. We had an early uh, player prop best bet that we gave on the uh, uh, Futures episode that we did with Luca over 30.5 points, and we were spot on. That number closed 31.5. Didn't matter. He took care of business uh, against the Phoenix Suns, scoring 41 points, fell one rebound short of a triple-double, did also have 11 dimes. And then uh, in that Hornets game against Sleepy, we took Brandon Miller to have over two and a half three pointers made he knocked one down early uh i did fall asleep sleepy early last night i'm not gonna lie so i have to check the box score this morning uh in this game but brandon miller three of nine get us got us to the window so hey another winning pod our player props have been hot hopefully we can continue that here on saturday sleepy yeah and don't uh don't sell ourselves short either a little bit i know it's uh you know one of those podcasts where we probably pound our chest a little bit but you know we did go also go ahead and go over two games which were the uh, the Mavericks game against the Suns. You and I both liked the Mavs in that one. And then we had Golden State yep. against the Lakers, and you and I both liked uh, the Warriors in that one. So it was a really good couple-day run here for the NBA podcast. Hopefully we can go ahead and keep it going heading into this Saturday. Yeah, Saturday, like we mentioned, is only going to be uh, three games, so we'll go through every single game here for you guys. Um, the Saturday night primetime game on national TV is going to be the Boston Celtics visiting the New York Knicks. Uh, but before we get to the game, Sleepy, anything that's jumped out to you over the past couple of days as far as anything circulating uh, in the uh, NBA world? I know a couple of notes may be worth mentioning. Um, the Isaiah Stewart suspension of three games for what transpired between him and Drew Eubanks. 
um, in the tunnels or in the uh, locker room area. Uh, I'm still trying to find the video of that, but I wasn't able to find it. But he got suspended three games uh, for that incident. And then also uh, Chicago Bulls uh, forward Patrick Williams, who's been dealing with a foot injury. He has been shut down for the rest of the season. He's opting for a season-ending surgery on his foot. So hopefully he's back and healthy, ready for the Chicago Bulls uh, for next season. But other than that, uh, pretty quiet as we kind of tip off the second half of the season here. Sleepy, anything that stood out to you? You know, one of the things that I wanted to do enough was I wanted to go and I wanted to kind of like double check on how the road teams did after the All-Star break. Because you got to figure, you know, you're off for like a week. Now you got to go ahead and hit the road. And I was like, maybe there are some situations here or at least more than more than enough situations where the road team just played like crap. You know, unfortunately for you, you know, with your Nets, um, you know, th- <laughs> you're that, my Nets now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're Brooklyn Nets. Um, I thought we would see more of the road teams look like that, but it really wasn't the case. I mean, some of the road teams came out, played well. Some of them played well enough to win outright, you know, like you were just talking about with yeah. the Hornets. So I was looking into that. I was hoping maybe I'd find some type of a trend line there, but you know, there was really nothing there. So that was kind of the one thing I was looking forward to. And um, I guess maybe I was a little let down, you know, that some of the road teams went out and played the way that they did because I was hoping there was, you know, a big trend towards the home teams, but that wasn't the case. Yeah, road teams yesterday went four and eight straight up. They did go five and seven against the spread. The total was even at six and uh, six overs and six unders. Uh, but like you mentioned, there were a couple of dogs last uh, last night on Thursday. We talked about the Charlotte Hornets. They went into uh, Utah, got the outright victory as a nine and a half point underdog. Um, the Magic, I think, was I don't know if it was surprising or not because Donovan Mitchell didn't end up playing in that game. Sleeping, he's again, he's out on Friday night as well, dealing with a, a illness. Um, Knicks, I mean, they were depending on where you got the number plus one or even I think it closed out pick them. They got the victory. Celtics went on the road against the Bulls, won the game by I believe seventeen points. Um, and I think the other one that did cover the spread at least was the San Antonio Spurs in Sacramento last night. Uh, they only lost the game by five, where that uh, spread was around uh, five and a half. So I guess maybe something that for us to keep an eye on here. I know there's a lot of back to back situations on Friday. Uh, and then kind of going into the new week of uh, next week. So we'll definitely keep an eye on that for sure. Um, so let's get into the schedule for Saturday night. Like we mentioned, three games on the board, uh, and we'll break down every single one of them, starting with the early game. Uh, well, not early game, but the first game at 7 o'clock Eastern time. It's going to be the Orlando Magic. They are headed to Detroit to take on the Pistons. And currently, as it stands, the Orlando Magic are a seven-point road favorite here uh, with a total of 226. Like I mentioned, the Orlando Magic did get the victory against Cleveland um, on Thursday night. Again, a game that was without Donovan Mitchell, but give credit to the Orlando Magic. Uh, looking at their injury report, pretty clean here. Only player that will be out for them is going to be Markel Fultz. He is sitting with a left knee injury maintenance. And for the Detroit Pistons, um, Isaiah Stewart, like we mentioned, is serving that three-game suspension. This will be the second game that he will be out. And also, Quentin Grimes is probable for this game. He's sitting with a right knee sprain here. Uh, so he'd be minus seven in favor of the Orlando Magic here against the Detroit Pistons. What are you thinking? We talked about this a while back, about you better find a good spot for some of these bad teams to go ahead and back them. I'm not necessarily sure that this is a spot to go ahead and back the Pistons, but you know, Detroit had to come out of the break there, and they had a, they had a road game against Indy, and they played in that game pretty tough. Now it's going to be, you know, open up here at home here in the second half. 
and I would look towards Detroit, but I don't know if this is necessarily the spot to go ahead and mess with them. We know Orlando right now comfortably sitting, you know, within the top 10 seeds there. So you got to assume that they probably come out here with guns blazing. I mean, they won their last game. So my, my initial lean is to go ahead and take a look at Detroit and, and really kind of drill down on maybe some situational stuff or maybe the injury report or things like that. That would be the way that I would look first because you, a team like Orlando who, who plays well can easily overlook a team like Detroit. And if Detroit's pissed off, they could come out here in, at second half at home opening back up again and, and have a lot of motivation. And I think the one thing that you kind of got to think about with some of these really bad teams is, you know, have they tanked enough already that they don't have to go out there and lose any more games? Like they can go out and they can actually fight. Um, you know, to kind of keep the fan base, you know, uh, intact and, and, and kind of, you know, engaged and ready to go into next year. So, like I said, you got to find these particular spots to bet some of these bad teams. I'm not necessarily sure if this is one of them, but my initial lean here would be to the Pistons. Yeah, I hear you. I think the one thing that does concern me, I think that's a point that you made that some of these bad teams that have they taint enough already. And I think Monty Williams came out and said that, now it's time for us to win some ball games, and they did go into um, Indiana the other night, and they tried to make a push in that fourth quarter until the Pacers pretty much pulled away at the end there. They did get the cover, uh, did the Indiana Pacers. But I think the one thing about this Magic team is that they've been really solid uh, on the road this season, um, but that's particularly been in an underdog role because you take a look. So be on the road 13 and 17 straight up for the Orlando Magic. They are 19 um and 11 against the spread which tells me that um they're covering games as underdogs but where they are favored uh this season let me take a look so they are five and one straight up and five and uh one against the spread uh, on the road this season i I just need to see more of this pistons team i know these two teams recently matched up before the all-star break in detroit in fact and the magic won that game 111 to 99 so um I know this is a different team now without Bogdanovich and without Alec Burks now that they traded over to the uh, New York Knicks. I think the advantage right now the Orlando Magic will have in this game is on the boards, right? Because I know Jalen Duren, we've backed him a couple of times on the pod here as our player prop best bet, but we're going up against guys like Wendell Carter Jr. and Franz Wagner and Paolo Pancaro, uh, even Bataze coming off of the bench for them. I think that the advantage for the Magic will be on the boards here. So, I'm going to lean here with the uh, Magic on the, with the minus seven here. Typically, I do like taking those home underdogs, but this Pistons team, um, I, I know I just can't get behind them right now. I just see more of them out of them before I can back them here in the second half of the season here. So uh, Magic for me here. Uh, what are your thoughts on the total? Anything on that? Um, maybe under. Maybe under. I don't know. I'd probably just stay away right now because i don't think you know which pistons team you're going to get coming out of the second half like we saw what they did the other night but like i said just before you get too involved with a bad team like that you really have to have you know all your eyes dotted and all your t's crossed before you go ahead and start putting money down on a team like that whether it be side total you know anything player props as well so you know i I would probably like when i looked at the game i'm like the only thing i would probably mess with in that and believe it or not it's funny it's like it's the pistons but I probably won't have a play on that one. Yeah, I didn't have much on the total for this game either. Uh, I think that 
Um, I think this number is pretty spot on. And again, the Magic on the road this season, 15, 14, and 1 uh, towards the over. So not much uh, there for this um, you know, Magic team as far as trends towards uh, at least their road games uh, thus far this season. Let's move over to the game of the night here. We've got the uh, New York Knicks. They are hosting the uh, Boston Celtics on Saturday night in Madison Square Garden. Boston currently is a six and a half point road favorite here with a total of 223 and a half. Take a look at the injury report for the Boston Celtics. Pretty clean injury report. Uh, nobody's really on there. Only guys that are on two-way deals with the G League. For the New York Knicks, uh, three guys that are going to be out. OG Ananobi, Julius Randle, and Mitchell Robinson. So as usual, the front court, front court depth is a little bit thin. For this New York Knicks team, I know Isaiah Hartenstein returned um, for this Knicks team in their first game back after the All-Star break. And also Preston Achua has been doing a great job of rebounding the basketball for this New York Knicks team. But um, so let's start with the side here or total minus six and a half in favor of the Boston Celtics in uh, Madison Square Garden on Saturday night. I would probably go ahead and look towards Boston. You know what I'd probably end up doing? Like, let's just say, you know, I wake up and it's, you know, here's what I have presented for the day. I would probably end up finding myself putting Boston into a money line parlay. Like, I could see that happening. You know, finding another good team that's laying a hefty price. Maybe even, you know, one of the games we're going to talk about here. You know, maybe like the Timberwolves or something like that. Like maybe putting Boston and the T-Wolves in, in, in a particular parlay. Or maybe even going ahead and using Orlando. I mean, you could use them too. Uh, I would consider maybe doing something like that. I, I have no problem really laying the six and a half, but I'm just something – there's just something weird there with this Knicks team. And it, this is probably going to be one of the worst versions of the Knicks team that we've seen because that team was cooking red hot. But you have no Julius Randle. You have no OG Ananobi. Mitchell Robinson's not out there. So this is a different type of team. I, maybe the one thing that worries me is the fact that it's, it's, you know, Boston came out in the second half, opened up on the road against Chicago. Now they have to, you know, go back on the road again. So I guess maybe that's my concern. But, I mean, the Celtics are just so damn good. I mean, they go out there and they, they, they beat teams up, whether they're at home or on the road. So I would look at Boston first, and I could see myself actually putting them in a, in a money line parlay with one of these other teams here on Saturday. So. That's the way it would go. I can't mess with the Knicks men off until they get healthy. Like once they get Randall back, once they get OG back, and they start looking like that Knicks team, you know, that went on that run just a couple of weeks ago, then it could probably mess with them. Right now it would either be fade or pass. For me, I'd probably go ahead and mess with Boston here. Yeah, I think the one thing that concerns me about the Knicks is um, that they've been struggling defensively. I know their first game back against Philly, they held them to 96 points, but this, uh, sorry, the Sixers team to 96 points on Thursday night. But I think the one thing that concerns me about the Sixers is that they're also very limited offensively, right? Tyrese Maxey's their main guy. He had 35 points uh, for the Sixers. But outside of that, um, they really didn't have anybody step up. So maybe, you know, the defense wasn't as good as anticipated uh, for this Knicks team. But also for the Knicks, like it's Jalen Brunson, and then you're hoping somebody else steps up because if they're able to slow down Jalen Brunson in this game, you're relying on guys like Dante DiVincenzo, uh, Bogdanovich coming off of the bench. And I know Dante, Divin- Dante DiVincenzo has done a great job of filling in for the lack of scoring without Julius Randle and some of their key pieces. But like you mentioned, Sleepy, like this Boston team has so many different weapons. 
uh, on this roster offensively from the Jason Tatums of the world, the Jalen Brown, Porzingis, uh, Derek White, I think is so underrated. He's not talked about enough for this Boston Celtics team that if one guy's having an off night, they have other guys that can step up versus for the New York Knicks. It's like, all right, if Jalen Brunson has another night where he goes five of 18, um, you're more than likely hoping somebody else had a big night for them. So I'm going to lean with Boston here at six and a half. Um, would I be surprised if the Knicks found a way to win this game outright? No, I wouldn't because I've seen Boston numerous times and I've backed them at least, um, you know, they've blown leads and, and they just haven't looked like the team that they're supposed to in those games. And case in point is the game against the Lakers. I don't know if you remember with AD and LeBron were both out. They were, I think was six, 17 and a half, 17 and a half point favorite and lost that game outright. So there's times where this near uh, sort of this Boston team, you know, has those letdown spots, but I think for me, I need to see the Knicks improve defensively because over the last five games, they were the third worst defensive rated team. And I know Tom Thibodeau is a coach that prides himself on the defensive end of the basketball. And he has guys on this roster that can, you know, play defense guys like, you know, the Josh Hart's of the world, um, the Dante DiVincenzo's of the world. So it has to be a team effort for this team uh, as far as defense. But again, when you have an offensive juggernaut like Boston Celtics coming in, I'm going to lean with the Boston Celtics here at the minus six and a half. Uh, and the on the total sleep, it's at 223 and a half. The over would probably interest me because if the Knicks are having issues, you know, right now on defense, I would assume that Boston, you know, could go out there and put up 130 easy on them. And Boston might go into this game not really worried about the Knicks because there is no OG, there is no Randall. And they might just go out there and just say, you know, let, let's just run these guys off the court, you know, let our defense up a little bit. So. I would look probably at the over in that one when it came to the total. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I think that the Boston Celtics team total may be worth the look here. Um, again, like I mentioned, the Knicks have been struggling defensively here. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see if they can improve on that side of the court uh, going forward here for this New York Knicks team. So, Manoff, before you go ahead and move on, I want to go ahead and, and go back to a discussion that we had. Um Maybe it was like three, four weeks ago. And since we're talking about teams in the East, I wanted to talk a little bit, you know, about the 76 because you were just talking about them. And I think we, we, we were discussing, you know, going ahead and holding off on messing around with Philly. But we were looking to go ahead and start maybe to go ahead and look at, you know, maybe like a conference bet or, a, or even like an NBA, you know, title bet or, mm-hmm. you know, a season win bet because we, we were kind of thinking like, you know, when you take Joel Embiid off the floor, like it just drastically changes your team. And we were drawn, you know, kind of a conclusion to, you know, the Denver Nuggets. Like, would they make the playoffs if if Jokic was out for, you know, six to eight weeks? But kind of like, like Munafa and I were thinking about, like this Philly team, they've won like what, like three out of their last 18 games. They're going into, you know, a really rough stretch. I mean, they got to play the Cavs tonight on Friday. Then they got the Bucks. Then they got Boston. At some point, we want to get ready to start pulling the trigger here, I think, on anything that would involve Philly because the market right now, they're extremely sour. I'm, I'm, I'm projecting that they're going to lose their next three games in a row, starting with Cleveland, Milwaukee, Boston. And then I, I, I kind of want people to start looking and, and thinking about you know, going ahead and firing because once the Embiid comes back, the odds are going to drop before he even steps on the court. So we, we kind of want to go ahead and we want to catch us at a high point here. And he's already been out, what, went off like four weeks. He's supposed to be out six to eight. 
I'm guessing he probably comes back closer to the six mark. I don't think they're going to hold him all the way. I mean, if you look right now, I mean, the way Philly's playing, they're in a free fall. So they're going to have to get Embiid out there as soon as they possibly can. Hopefully, you know, he, he's healthy enough. But I was just thinking about that as you were talking. We're talking about, you know, the Knicks in Boston and Philly's just on this slide. So I'm not sure necessarily, you know, if you've been looking at that or paying attention, but I kind of wanted to, you know, bring that back around full circle for this one. Yeah, I mean, if we take a look at the odds right now for the Philadelphia 76ers, um, and I think we should start here with make-miss playoffs right now. As it stands on DraftKings, I don't see that number listed right now because maybe the games have started on Friday night. Um, but if we take a look at the championship odds right now, Philly is at 25-1. to 1. Uh, For the conference, they are 12-1. to 1. And for the division... Uh, I don't see that number posted uh, right now, but I mean, look, I look, they added, they got Kyle Lowry, the hometown guy. I don't know how much he has left in the tank sleepy, but he can provide you that veteran leadership. He could probably what give you 15, 20 minutes coming off of the bench. But we saw it last year when it was to the Miami Heat, like he was a pivotal part uh, of that team success run to the NBA finals last year, especially when Tyler hero went down. So now he's with Philly. You picked up Buddy Heald, who's a bona fide scorer. He can shoot the lights out from beyond the arc. And that was something that we talked about that the Philadelphia 76ers needed around Joel Embiid and to provide some of that support to Tyrese Maxey as well. So you're right. I think that it depends on when, what the time frame is looking like for Joel Embiid to come back. But again, if he does come back healthy, this might be a team that we need to keep our eye on in the Eastern Conference, right? Because again, we talk about the top teams in the Eastern Conference, right? We just talked about Boston. All right, they're in a class of their own right now. They're having a lot of success during the regular season. Milwaukee, they're struggling right now. We're going to find out in these first couple of games if you know, Doc Rivers and they and the Bucks have been able to figure it out or not. And the other team is the Cleveland Cavaliers, right? So I think that if, again, when and if Joel Embiid does come back, he was a front runner for the MVP before he did get hurt. But when you have a guy like Joel Embiid, on your roster, you I think you always have a chance. I do like the moves that they did make at the trade let down and in the buy uh, buyout market with getting Kyle Lowry. So, um, I mean, I think I would still wait because I think the odds would are are probably going to get better for the Sixers because you did mention that their schedule is going to it's going to get a little tough. So again, when we talk about it, if they're able to stay around five hundred, stay within that top six seed until Joel Embiid comes back, there might be an opportunity for the Sixers team. Um, you know, to possibly make a run at least to the Eastern Conference Finals. So we'll definitely keep an eye on uh, for that for the Philadelphia 76ers for sure. I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas and they got a water bottle and they got like a celery chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1. But I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect, is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1, and all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. 
Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With Pick 6, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. Getting over to the last game on the Saturday night card, we have my uh, Brooklyn Nets. And I say that uh, with a sarcastic tone because Sleepy just crowned them as my team uh, for the second half of the season at least. But they are (laughs) traveling to Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Timberwolves. This is going to be a back-to-back situation for the Minnesota Timberwolves. They have a big game. On their home floor as they are hosting the Milwaukee Bucks on Friday night. So um, you know, we'll see what transpires out of that game. But as it stands right now, the Minnesota Timberwolves are a seven and a half point favorite in this game with a total of 216 and a half. And for the Brooklyn Nets on their injury report, a pretty clean injury report. Uh, nobody is listed. And again, we'll wait uh, to see what Minnesota does on Friday night. And in fact, if they do have guys that will sit out in this game uh, or not. But, you know, we talked about it earlier, Sleepy, that Brooklyn got their doors absolutely um, knocked off uh, in their first game post-All-Star break against the Toronto Raptors. Lost that game by 28. Uh, Kevin Ollie takes over as a head coach for this Brooklyn Nets team. Um, I think I know where you're going to go with this game. uh, But uh, what are you thinking about this game? All right, well, if you thought I would go ahead and just play the T-Wolves, you're wrong. Ooh. I yeah, I don't, I, I don't know how you, can, how you can go ahead and back them if they're in a tough game against the Bucks because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. But I think we would assume that that game's probably not going to result in a blowout. I would actually look at the total in this game first, and then I would probably look at the net second. I mean, this line opened up at what? T-Wolves minus 9.5, and, and, and money's come in here on Brooklyn. I agree. I think that that line, you know, be, especially being over seven, you you probably don't want to take a look here at the tables in a back-to-back, especially coming off of a game against the Bucks. But I do think that the total has come down as well is is completely wrong. Like if we know the one thing about the tables is like that's a good defensive team, but you're playing the Bucks on Friday night. You're going to give all effort because there's a, yeah. a possibility that that turns into you know the NBA Finals matchup. And, um, you know, they're going to go head-to-head. They're going to go toe-to-toe with that entire game. So I could easily see the T-Wolves defense going ahead and just, you know, kind of playing vanilla. You're going to probably get a decent amount of bench guys as well. 
um, in this particular game, and that just loosens up the defense even more. So I think the scoring will be there. So first for me would be the over. Second for me would be the net. And um, I think that would be the two wagers that I look at first for that particular game. I mean, like you're 100% correct because you take a look on back-to-back situations this season, the Minnesota Timberwolves 5-1 and one towards the over, averaging close to 100, uh, sorry, 227 points per game in that span. Um, and f- coincidentally, they had one game against the Brooklyn Nets uh, back on January 25th where they were on a back-to-back situation. The Nets um, lost that game only by two, but it did go well under the total of 96-94. But I think that this is an opportunity where the Brooklyn Nets got absolutely embarrassed in that first game. If you have any type of pride, I think you come back in this game against the Minnesota Timberwolves and and play up to the competition and kind of get that sour taste out of your mouth. At least be competitive uh, in this game. So I think that's all you're, all you're asking for from this Brooklyn Nets team. You also take a look. Back-to-back situations this season for Minnesota, 4-2 and two straight up, but just 3-3 three and three against the spread. Uh, and like I mentioned, they are 5-1 and one towards the over. So uh, that was the one play I was got in this game here as well was the over. I think Brooklyn will shoot uh, better in this game. I know Minnesota is one of the better defensive uh, teams in the league, but like you mentioned that, it's a big game for them on Friday night. Go up against one of the you know projected better teams in the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, we know with Giannis coming into your building, with Dame coming into your building as well. So you're going to get up to play against that team versus it's situationally it could be a, a letdown spot for this uh, Minnesota Timberwolves team. And who knows? Maybe they have guys sit out uh, in this uh, second level, uh, second leg of a back to back. So I'm with you. I- I'm going to be on my nets. I- I'm going to ride with them uh, towards the end of the season, like I. Uh, said on their win total when we did the futures episode uh but i 100 fully agree with you on the on the over in this game at 216 and a half anything else for this game here sleepy no good luck you don't want to go down 0-2 here buddy <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'm already regretting this but uh hey crazier things have happened hey it's only one game but we got a long way to go um uh sleepy let's let's get over to pregame.com look a lot of great things happening right now we've mentioned it March Madness just around the corner. MLB season is right around the corner. I was watching. I was so, I want to say bored today, but I needed something on the TV. Baseball was coming on, spring training games, exhibition games, whatever you may want to call it. Uh, Like I mentioned as well, we're in the midst of the second half of the season for the NBA. A lot of hot handicappers right now on pregame.com, but let our people know what they can take advantage of over on the website, pregame.com. All right, well, let's start with the MLB thing because I saw on your X account that maybe it was one of your buddies was, uh, it looked like he was taking an ice bath with his feet up watching the MLB. Oh, and I'm God. like, there's a whole story behind that, but uh, I'll let you finish. I'm like, are these guys for real? They're sitting uh, watching spring. Like I, I, one thing I can't get down with, and I don't know, maybe it's just me, as I just can't get down with spring training. And I think a lot of it has to do with that it makes the season feel even longer. And um, it, one of the things that I've always given credit for, even though baseball is not a physical sport like football or basketball, those guys, I mean, the, the schedule that they play is, it's just insane. Like once baseball starts through, like they don't get many days off. So I do respect the, the spring training. I mean, they play more than 30 games in 30 days. Like some of the, they play double headers and stuff like that. So, um, you, you really got to be a baseball junkie to be sitting there, you know, getting locked in for, uh, you know, pitchers and catchers and, 
and spring training games. I'm excited for the beginning of the season. Don't get me wrong. I love baseball. love handicapping. love watching it, especially during the day. That's the one thing baseball has that, you know, these other sports screw up. At least we get day baseball. We can, you know, we can bet. But do you want to go ahead and tell me about that picture? Because it was a little suspect. So Malcolm is, uh, so I'll tell you this. Malcolm lives in uh, England. It's a small town called Newcastle. Uh, upon time if i don't say upon time he's gonna get married oh sorry, he's not gonna get married he's gonna get upset with me if i don't mention that but he's a guy that likes taking bats and this started in our little group chat where we were talking about baseball uh that he likes taking bats and he likes watching uh baseball so anytime he uh is in the bathtub um he's always taking those pictures that you saw on my ex account that i retweeted so um I've gotten a lot of comments about it, and that's just Mal's personality. Uh, he loves baseball, and he likes you know using that time to watch baseball and just getting in the bath uh, and, and watching baseball. And he always takes those pictures. I said, Mal, the legs are fine. Just don't go uh, any higher, please. If not, you're, either your ex account will get suspended, mine will get suspended, and there's going to be a lot of questions about um, some things. Uh, so I'll leave it at that here, Sleepy. All right, I'll leave it at that, too. I was just curious, you know, because I was like, I don't know what's going on here, but I see baseball on already. I'm like, is this actually live? And then I start looking. I'm like, oh, God, they're already on. They're playing today. I'm like, geez, here we go. Yeah, so, I mean, it's like spring training has started here, so uh, it's going to be that time (laughs) where, uh, yeah, you're probably going to get a lot of those pictures uh, throughout uh, the, uh, the season from Mal. And I've already told Mal, Mal, I do not want to see those pictures and I don't want to see your your legs or you in the bath at all. So please uh, do not because there's a lot of questions like I just got from you and a lot of other followers that I have that were sliding into my DMs asking about what is going on here. So uh, I will leave it at that. But anything else we need to tell our listeners, Sleepy? Yeah, if you guys want to see that leg, make sure you guys follow them off at SportsNerd824. <laughs> Oh, brother. All right, let's get on. Let's move it forward. Let's get over to our best bets for the Saturday night card here, Sleepy. You want to lead us off with your best bet? Well, what I wanted to do was lead us off with the promos, but since you're all hot and bothered with these X pictures, let me go ahead and give out the promo code (laughs) before we get too sidetracked here. So go over to pregame.com. Make sure you guys enter code AIR20. That's AIR20. Go ahead and save 20% there at pregame.com. We got March Madness will be coming up here soon. We got the conference tournaments in what, like another about two weeks or so. Yeah. Uh, so make sure you guys take advantage of that. We got the NBA. We got UFC coming up with AJ Hoffman. Simply enter code AIR20, pregame.com. Save 20% there on any product. There we go. Make sure you take advantage of it over at pregame.com. Let's get over to our best bets here, Sleepy, on the Saturday night card. Like I mentioned, it's only three games uh, for us to pick from. But again, hopefully we can continue the winning ways here as we started on the right foot for the uh, second half of the season here. Uh, You want to lead us off with your best bet? Yeah, I'm going to be a little stale with this one there, Manoff, because I don't feel very strong about any of these particular games. Um, I don't know if I would even make my best bet in this one, that Nets total, and that's probably the pick that I like most. So how would I go ahead and pass on a best bet? And uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If I don't feel super, super strong and I want to, you know, no reason to pound my chest or go ahead and eat crow, you know, going ahead and giving out a, a pick that I really, really don't like. But as far as a Saturday NBA card, 
a lot of likes, a lot of leans, but I don't think there's anything that uh, warrants me going to giving out a best bet for the podcast today. Yeah, I think for me as well that there was, I mean, not a lot that I loved for this three-game card. Um, but I know we have our player prop best bet. Uh, we'll give that out here in a second. But I'll also go to a player prop here that I am looking at for this game. And I talked a lot about Precious Achua uh, for this uh, New York Knicks team. And he's done a fantastic job of rebounding the basketball uh, for this Knicks team, right? We talked about the injuries with Mitchell Robinson, uh, Julius Randle as well. Key guys in the front court for the New York Knicks. And they brought over Precious Achua in the trade for a reason. He's done an absolutely fantastic job, like I mentioned, rebounding the basketball. So just to put into perspective, over the last five games for the New York Knicks, he's averaging 41 minutes per game, averaging 15.4 points uh, per game. More importantly, he's averaging 12.8 rebounds per game for the uh, New York Knicks. And right now, currently over on DraftKings, his rebounding prop is set at nine and a half. I'm going to take the over on that. And we talk a lot about this Boston Celtics team, and I've talked about this a lot as well, is that I like looking at opposing centers going up against this uh, Boston Celtics team because they don't really have that traditional big man that rebounds the basketball for them, right? I believe Jason Tatum leads his team in uh, rebounding. I know they have Al Horford, but he's only out there for a limited amount of minutes for this uh, Boston Celtics team. But Preston Achua, like I mentioned, 12.8 rebounds per game over the last five games. The first game back after the All-Star break, he had 11 rebounds against the Philadelphia 76ers. And four out of the last five games, he's had 11 or more rebounds for this uh, New York Knicks team. So I'm going to take the over on his rebounding here. I'll take that as my uh, best bet here. So the player props have been good to me. They've been good for the pod here as well, Sleepy. So I'm going to go with Precious Achua over nine and a half uh, rebounds as my best bet. All right. No disagreement from me on that one. But we also have a best bet in this game too, right? Yeah, we do. We're going to go over, like you mentioned, with the New York Knicks and the Boston Celtics player prop best bet. And we're going to go with a unicorn here, Sleepy. Kristaps Porzingis. Currently, his points prop is sitting at 18 and a half in this game. And we both like the over in this game. It is a little bit juiced at minus 125. But you take a look at what Porzingis, uh, I mean, ever since he joined this um Boston Celtics team sleepy. He's really provided some scoring um, help, I should say, with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So on the season, he's averaging 20.1 points per game, close to seven rebounds per game. Over the last five games, he's averaging 23.8 points per game, shooting close to 54% from the floor and also 44% from three-point landings, close to a 90% um, free throw shooter as well over the last five games as well. And many of you know, Porzingis was drafted by this New York Knicks team, and soon they it just didn't work out. He battled a lot of injuries, but there's something about Porzingis that likes playing against his former team. So in 11 games against his former team, the New York Knicks, he's averaging 21.9 points per game, and he's actually scored 21 or more points in six straight contests head-to-head against this New York Knicks team. They've played twice this season, both of those games. He scored 21 points in each. Uh, but just for reference of the last five games, sorry, six games against the Knicks, 21, 22, 23, 30, 21, and 21. So I especially like this because he's going into Madison Square Garden on the road here. Um, I think he'll get up against his former team. He's in good form right now. 
shooting the ball efficiently. Um, so I really like this one to continue our winning streak here for our player prop best bet sleepy. Kristaps uh, Porzingis is over 18 and a half points. I like it. I like it a lot. Last time I ended up uh, talking about Porzingis, I think we just gave him out as like a, you know, one of those plays like, hey, maybe look for this. And he ended up cashing for us. I don't remember what game that was. Actually, I think it was against the Wizards where he went out and he had like a monster game, like 34 points or something like that. But the reason I like this one is kind of, it's kind of easy here. I mean, the Knicks are just, they're down too many big men. They're down too many guys on defense that can go ahead and, you know, cause a, Cause Porzingis a little bit of trouble. Uh, I expect him to probably have a half decent rebounding game, but that's the one thing about Porzingis. And I don't want to say like he recreated himself, but they brought him to this team to be a part of this team, not just, you know, a stick figure in the middle to go out there and, and play defense. Like they realize that he has some type of value here. And I think his value, you know, was taking a lot of the, uh, the, the pressure off of Tatum and Brown. Cause those guys, I mean, they're going to go out there, they're going to put their shots up and they're really good, but you know, those guys draw a lot of double coverage. I and mean, when you have a big man like Porzingis who can move, you know, freely in and out of the paint, especially out by out near the three point line, stuff like that. He just, he just, he causes a lot of issues. And I think that, you know, the Knicks with, without the big men on the floor and especially, you know, just not having the defense that they're going to need out there, Porzingis probably eats them up inside and out. So 18 and a half, it's not that it feels too low. If this is the number, I could tell you right now that it is too low. So I would go ahead. I would get after this one quick because, this number probably goes up. Yeah, I agree. I think this number will be on the move. Don't be surprised if it's uh, at 19 and a half uh, by the time, uh, you know, we're on Saturday afternoon for this uh, player prop. So again, Kristaps Porzingis of the Boston Celtics over 18 and a half points right now, currently over on DraftKings going up against his former team in the New York Knicks. So maybe that is going to do it, my friend, for this episode of the NBA podcast on rj bell's dream preview uh three games on the schedule but hey we wanted to get something out to our listeners i know we got some tweets of people asking for the pod here so we'll do our best you know uh accommodating uh for our listeners because hey you and i we're basketball junkies we like turning on our mics and just talking about basketball and even better is giving out some winners uh as well so it's it's been Fun thus far this season. We're off to a great start for the second half of the season as well. But anything else you want to mention before we get out of here? Yeah, I think just to go ahead and just say to our listeners, you know, now that the NFL's over, college football's out of the way and all that, you know, football stuff's done here, you know, it's it's pretty much it's basketball time, you know, and spring training time for some. But uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to look to go ahead and maybe try to give you guys at least a couple more episodes, you know, throughout the month of March and April. So just be on the lookout for that. So, you know, if you guys are asking and listening, you know, it's nice when we do well, but, um, you know, Manoff and I are going to try to go ahead and really gear up and get everything ready, you know, when we get to the, you know, the home stretch there right before we get to the playoffs. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, as I mentioned before, you know, enter that code AIR20 at pregame.com, save 20%. Make sure you guys follow Manoff at SportsNerd824. Check me out at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Yep, there it is. So, again, uh, we're going to grind it out like Sleepy mentioned for the remainder of the season. Again, a great reminder to subscribe to the podcast feed and look out for the NBA podcast with myself and Sleepy. All right, that is going to do it. Good luck with your bets this weekend. Be responsible, and we'll talk to you guys down the road.